Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 14th, 2016. My name is Phil Frostmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando magicdaily.com and we've got a great show for you planned today I'll be doing the mini mailbag got a few magic questions now that that some of us at least have seen the Orlando Magic play uh, there are some questions out there and I intend to try to answer some of them uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about what your questions are uh, about this Orlando Magic team we'll also take a look at league pass rankings Zach Lowe released his league pass rankings wasn't particularly high in the Magic, so I'll give you my thoughts on that. And, of course, we'll start the show off by prepping for tonight's game as the Orlando Magic take on the Indiana Pacers over at the Amway Center. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll discuss a little bit uh, Sunday's game, uh, the Orlando Magic taking on the Atlanta Hawks at the Amway Center as well on Sunday uh, since it's a weekend show and I, I won't be around. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll do a quick a quick podcast on, on Saturday or do something from the open practice on Saturday Uh as a way to, to tie this over, but the, we'll play that part by ear. Uh, if you want to listen to those podcasts, of course, and you probably know this by now, uh, you can go uh, to you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're available pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts at this point. Uh, so be sure to check us out there. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment or review. Uh, Five star reviews are very very. Um, very much appreciated, uh, frankly, uh, because they help us climb the rankings. Uh, the Locked On Podcast Network, if you have not heard, is the fastest growing podcast network on iTunes. We've got some fantastic shows covering the NFL and the NBA. So any team that you're looking for, uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about the Pacers, I believe we have a Locked On Pacers. We certainly have a Locked On Hawks. I listened to Locked On Hawks the other day. Uh, Brad Rowland does a fantastic job covering the Atlanta Hawks uh, over there. So be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, I'm sure many of you are doing your fantasy seasons pretty soon, so Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. It's a perfect podcast for you on that front as well. Let's get into what what we're talking about on the day, and that is, of course, the Orlando Magic taking on the Indiana Pacers. Before we begin looking at the actual game itself, the Orlando Magic uh, announced on Thursday that they'll be broadcasting the rest of the two remaining games that were not on TV. So that would be today's game against the Indiana Pacers and next Thursday's game, the preseason finale against New Orleans Pelicans. Those will be broadcast on orlandomagic.com. Same streaming restrictions, so it's still within the 75-mile radius. Uh, but there were some, you know, they'll be streamed. You'll be able to watch the home games uh, using the using the arena feed and getting the radio broadcast on top of it on orlandomagic.com if you're within 75 miles of the Amway Center. I know there were some issues uh, with Wednesday's live stream on Facebook Live. I spoke to a Magic official about it. I was told uh, that it was you know, it was, uh, an experiment by them. They were continuing to test some things. They're going to continue looking into it and trying to figure out 
uh, ways to make it better. Hopefully hosting it on OrlandoMagic.com rather than on Facebook Live uh, will make it a little bit better. Um, you know, there were there were some problems. Literally, I was able to watch the game on my computer uh, from inside the Amway Center, and, and uh, Keith Smith of Real GM was sitting next to me. He tried to bring it up on his computer, and he could not. We were literally sitting right next to each other, so using the same network, everything. So uh, there were problems. Uh, you know, I think the Magic are, are aware of them, and hopefully they'll be resolved in time for Friday's game. The good news is if you can't watch Friday's game, Sunday's game against the Atlanta Hawks will be on Fox Sports Florida, so you, there will be actual an actual TV broadcast for that game. And Tuesday's game against the Miami Heat will also air on Fox Sports Florida. So there's only four preseason games left. All four will be on TV or broadcast in some form or fashion. So no more sitting in the dark with the Orlando Magic, you know, as long as you're within the 75-mile radius at least, uh, and the Magic will be on TV. So let's talk about this upcoming game against the Indiana Pacers. Like I said on yesterday's show when I recapped the Spurs game, it, it isn't necessarily important that the Magic win this game. It, it, we're not at the point where wins and losses matter yet. What is important is that the team continue to get better. As I've said, the preseason is a continual progr- progression progress. is a continue, continual process of progression. Tongue twister there. Uh, it's, it's just... A, you're not really caring about the results. You want players to look good, and you want players to look better as they get closer to the regular season. You're, it's almost like you're trying to peak at the right moment. And, and Frank Vogel has said, you know, we're going to be a work in progress. It's probably going to work into the regular season. They're not going to be the finished product, product in the regular season. But coming from Wednesday's game, where the Magic had their moments, you want to see those moments get longer. Um Personally, I want to see the Magic come out in this game uh, with a little more urgency at the beginning. I want to see them play uh, stronger from the start. They've, they've had two bad starts to games uh, against Cleveland and, and, and San Antonio now. And those are the kind of trends you don't want to see continue. The Magic had 23 turnovers against the Spurs. I want to see that number go down. Uh, uh, Aaron Gordon shot, what, 3 for, or one, or three for 10 uh, I want to see that him get a little more comfortable, feel like he's getting his legs under him a little bit, that his conditioning is getting back up. I want to see Serge Ibaka not force his offense as much as he did on, on Wednesday. You know, maybe do some experimentation, but not go crazy. You just want to see them execute better. You just want to see them slowly get better. And like I, like I, like I said, if you watch the game, the beginning of the third quarter, the Magic looked good. I mean, they and and, and even at the end of the second quarter, the Magic looked good. They look they looked really strong defensively. You saw that flash of brilliance that this team has, and that's the moment you want to hang on to. It lasted maybe seven, eight, nine minutes. So now you want to see that maybe last a quarter, quarter and a half. You want to see that continue to take root. Things aren't going to be perfect yet. This will be essentially the second game that all these players will have played together. Certainly the Magic starting line, this will be the second game that they've played together. Uh, and it's very important that they get those minutes. And, and, and again, I think... Frank Vogel is going to give them those minutes, 25, 30 minutes, somewhere in that range. Maybe not 30 minutes, but 25 minutes for sure. They'll play half the game. Uh, doing doing that will get them more comfortable, begin building that chemistry, and you just want to see them get better than they were Wednesday. The Indiana Pacers, by all accounts, and it looks like they're going to use this game as a dr- more of a dress rehearsal than the Magic are. The Pacers have been together a lot longer. They got more veterans. Um, they're not dealing with the same injury issues, although they, they do have one big injury issue that they'll be dealing with uh, on Friday. Uh, 
they're a little bit further ahead than the Magic at this point uh, in preparing for the season. Don't worry about that. If the Pacers are a little sharper on offense, you know, that's okay. If, if the Magic aren't quite to get together, 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 or even aren't quite together decently, that's okay. You're only measuring yourself against what you can do yourself. So we're measuring this game against Wednesday's game. If the Magic are better Friday than they were Wednesday, it will be a successful game. Because the Magic, for all the struggles they had and for some of the ups and downs they had in Wednesday's game, they were better Wednesday than they were last Wednesday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. In that sense, the game was a success, especially adding in all those new players and getting them comfortable. You want to see Alfred Payton, Serge Ibaka, and Aaron Gordon get more comfortable in this game too, being their second game back from injury. You hope that comes. And it's going to take some time. It's not going to be immediate, but um, you want to see those flashes last longer. Now, like I said, the Pacers are dealing with a little bit of an injury issue themselves. This will be the first game that Paul George plays. He's been dealing with an illness, uh, and he hasn't been able to play in games. He will play, according to Nate McMillan uh, from earlier today, in Friday's game. So the Pacers are going to be kind of a fully op- you know, fully operational, uh, you know, at least at full capacity, uh, and they'll They'll play their guys. They're gonna they're gonna treat this game pretty seriously as the next step in their progression. Remember, everyone's kind of progressing at different rates to get to the same point, and that's the beginning of the regular season. So the big takeaway as I preview and look at this game against the Indiana Pacers is the Magic have to just get better than they were, be better than they were Wednesday, show more consistency, play better for a longer stretch of time. Uh, you know, make some shots. I'd like to see the team make some shots. The first quarter was was very frustrating. They were getting good looks, not hitting them, and I do think that was affecting their defense. Um, that that habit's got to change, but they got to start getting their legs under them a little bit, start look, looking a little bit sharper, but it doesn't have to be perfect yet. If they're, you know, at 17, 16 turnovers, that's better than 23. That's, that, that is progress. That's taking a step forward. That's, that's cementing that identity. Um, if they're playing defense really well for a quarter and then they slip a little bit in the second or the third, not ideal. But again, if they play really good defense for an entire quarter or even entire quarter and a half, entire half, that's a good sign. So, you know, we're still looking for little things here. We're not necessarily looking for a complete picture, uh, but, uh, you know, the Magic are beginning, you know, we're, we're still getting a feel for this team ourselves. And I think Frank Vogel is too figuring out what's going to work, what's not going to work, and what, what and the pace that he needs to be moving at. Um, I got the sense that, uh, you know, it, it may be a little slower than he wants right now, but uh, but nothing to panic about quite yet. Um, so uh, a lot of games coming in a in, in few days, so the Magic are going to have to be able to adjust on the fly, uh, and they've just got to continue getting better and making progress. And so that's what I'm looking for in these two games, uh, Friday and Sunday, that the Magic are better than they were the last week. And of course, next week's the last week of the preseason, so maybe there'll be a little bit more urgency after this Atlanta game. I would like to see a better effort for the Mike, or at least a a more complete picture and a more, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, The uh, a, a more game-ready team. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that actually in, in the mini mailbag. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. But before we get to the mini mailbag, I do want to comment very briefly on uh, Zach Lowe's uh, league pass rankings. Uh, There's been a few of these coming out. Um, I believe uh, Hoop Magazine had their watchability rankings, and and Zach Lowe of ESPN.com made his his rankings, uh, ranking the Magic number 23 in the league in his annual league pass rankings. Now, Zach... Zach is pretty much the voice of the of the NBA, I guess, at this point. I mean, he's 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 the preeminent uh, commentator uh, on the NBA at this point, and you know he gets kind of the culture of basketball. So it's not just about the product you're putting on the floor; it's it's the whole package: your TV, your jerseys, the aesthetics of your games. I'm I'm actually I'm actually kind of curious what to think of what to to hear what Zach Lowe thinks about the Magic changing the lighting in the Amway Center. If you were at Wednesday's game, and I don't know how this looked on TV necessarily. But if you're at Wednesday's game, and, and I did ask someone about this, uh, because the court looks noticeably lighter. It, it looks like a new parquet. And I actually went to a, went to a Magic official and was like, "You guys get you guys get a new court?" And he's like, "No, we actually just changed the light bulbs. They they have different light bulbs within the Amway Center now, uh, so it's it, it, the court looks noticeably lighter." And I'm curious to hear what Zach Lowe thinks about that. And curious to know what it looks like on TV or whether that changes anything. Uh, you know the Amway Center is the Amway Center, so so who knows? But um, in his in his annual league pass rankings, he has the Magic twenty third uh, ahead of Denver, ahead of Phoenix, ahead of the Lakers, who have some promising young talent, ahead of Miami, ahead of Atlanta. Uh, you know, very uh, popular team to watch. Ahead of Charlotte, a team that I think the Magic are very much modeling themselves after. Uh, the Magic to him are. Kind of a mystery. They have some players he really likes, and Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon. He really likes uh, Frank Vogel, and he seems really intrigued with their potential on the defensive end. The kind of he calls it the uh, massive switching terror on defense that is the trio of Aaron Gordon, Serge Ibaka, and Bismack Biombo. Uh, what I think he questions at this point, uh, and he loves their jerseys. He loves the, the the color scheme they use, and he loves the Magic broadcast. I mean. I'll say this. I think David Steele and Jeff Turner are one of the best broadcasts in the NBA. I watch League Pass a lot. Um, I think I think David Steele and Jeff Turner do a really good job keeping a, a very a, a very neutral broadcast while informing fans and being entertaining. And and I think Magic fans should count themselves very very lucky to have those two guys as as their voices uh, throughout the season. Uh, I think what I think there are two things going into this ranking at number 23. One, and Lowe admits this, uh, I think, at one point, that if the Magic are 23rd, um, then the league's in really good shape. There are a lot of really fun teams to watch in the league. And and I named some of those teams that the Magic are better than. The Suns should be a really, really fun team. Devin Booker is a league pass darling. Uh, I like it. I love watching Atlanta. I think Dwight Howard maybe gums the machine up a little bit, but, you know, you watch an Atlanta game, you get to hear Sir Foster play the, play the organ. So it's a it's a, it's a good thing for the league that there are this many interesting teams, and and the Magic are an intriguing team. I will say though that I do think the Magic are properly rated here. Um, they're in. I think they are in the twenties in terms of league pass watch league pass rankings, uh, because it's the same reason why everyone kind of doubts this Magic team already. It's because no one really knows what this team is going to look like, and my suspicion is this team is going to be really rough to watch on the offensive end when all is said and done. It takes a keen eye to appreciate good defense. 
And while I think Ibaka and Biamba will get plenty of highlights with their blocking, and Aaron Gordon, if the match can get out in transition, uh, will create a lot of highlights, this is just not a team that's appointment television quite yet. Uh, it's not a team you go out of your way to watch. It's a team where, you know, if someone's saying, oh, Evan Fournier is going off, maybe you click over or, you know, cre- you know, you say, oh, Serge Ibaka just packed that shot. You turn over quickly to watch the highlight. This isn't a team you're going out of your way to watch. They don't have the young players outside of maybe Mario Hazonia, who God knows what he's going to be this year. Um, and uh, It's just not a team you go out of your way to watch to, to me. Uh, I, I mean, unless you're a fan. I'm a fan. I, I cover the team. I watch the team. You know, I... If I weren't covering the team, I'd be watching every game anyway because I'm a fan. That's 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 how fandom works. But if you're a fan in Denver, are you going out of your way to watch the Magic play when they're not playing the Nuggets? Uh, you know, maybe you want to check out what Aaron Gordon's about, but you know, you don't know what Aaron Gordon's going to give you every night quite yet. Um, you know, I I don't think we're quite at that point in his career. Uh, you know, 10, 12 points per game isn't going to move the needle for supposedly your most marketable or your the guy with the biggest Q score on the roster. So I think the ranking here is pretty apt, and, and Magic fans may not like uh, that notion uh, because obviously we we like our team, we want people to like our team, and and you know I do you know no offense to Magic fans, I I was like this, I know I was like this when I was younger. I think Magic Magic fans have a little bit of an inferiority complex, um, and, and I'm not saying that as an insult to anybody. Uh, I remember when I was growing up in the T Mac Grant Hill era. I would run down to Sports Center and scoff that the Magic were in the fourth blo- the fourth segment of the show and not in the second segment of the show. It was like, why don't people care about us? I I, I do think that's a part of Magic fandom, ask you know trying to get people to care about us. So I I think that's why there might be some negative reaction to to, to being ranked so low or being like, why aren't people excited about the Magic? Why don't people think the Magic are going to be good this year? You know, I get a lot of people upset that 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 the ES that are saying the national media is not respecting the Magic for saying they're going to win 36 games. Like I like I've said throughout the summer, it's not that it's not that people don't believe in the Magic. It's that they're just so unsure and they're hedging their bets. Um, they're not willing to pull the trigger on them. Uh, I'm sure pe- you know. I feel like I'm you know I'm I'm settling in at that 38 to 42 range, and people probably think I'm too I'm too low. I mean, I know people that really believe in this team. And I know people that really don't believe in this team. It's, you know, I, I, someone, someone after Wednesday's game, you know, probably in a fit of rage said that they were, that this team's not going to win 25 games. I don't think they're that bad, but you know, I know people who think they're going to win 45, 46 games too. So, you know, a team that can win anywhere from 25 to 46 games is going to be tough to predict. Now, if Aaron Gordon turns into the Aaron Gordon, we all believe and the magic are this killer defensive team and start winning games. Their intrigue and their interest certainly goes up. It's it's just like so many other things. It's about consistency. Who is this team going to be consistently? And at this point, we don't know. And I think preseason predictions and league pass rankings all reflect this in just kind of keeping their hands off the magic right now. There no one's no one's quite ready to buy. But you know when things turn. Like I think we saw this last year when the Magic started going nineteen and when the Magic started off nineteen and thirteen, people were really buying into the Magic. People really believed. Oh. This Magic team has finally turned the corner. They figured things out. Yes, they still have some issues. Um, most of them probably Scott Skiles related. But this team is, is, this young talent is finally cashing in and it's something that we can believe in. The Magic just need to make people believe again. And the only way you do that is by winning.
All right, let's dig in. I've got a few questions here uh, in the mini mailbag uh, for this week. Thank you all uh, to those who have submitted questions. If I don't get to your question today, I will probably get to it uh, in our regular mailbag uh, that I'll be posting uh, in the next within the next week. I'll probably I'll probably uh, post a regular mailbag over on orlandomagic.com. You know, visit orlandomagic.com. They're cool people. I like Dan. I like Josh. I like all I like all the crew over at orlandomagic.com and, and John, of course. Uh, but uh, orlandomagicdaily.com is where I'll post the, mail, the full mailbag uh, when it's done. But a few questions here that I want to answer, mostly related about the preseason. Ringo at MagicMan816 writes, who are your top two players you've been most impressed by in the preseason and top two most disappointed and why? Well, I'll start with I'll start with this caveat. I've really only seen two preseason games, and the Magic have had their full, you know, group together for one preseason game. So this is all subject to change. It'll probably, you know, I'll probably, I'm going to answer, Ringo, I'm going to answer this question as well in the full mailbag, and I'll probably answer that after I have a few more games under my belt. So this answer may be completely different on the podcast than it is in the mailbag. I, I know it's political season and, and everyone is, you know, pulling back old audio to show people contradicting yourself. I fully expect to contradict myself on this. So I'll, I'll leave that caveat. But as we sit here today, on October 14th, 2016, at very early in the morning, uh, so before the Indiana Pacers game, with three preseason games under our belt, the two players I've been most impressed by are Evan Fournier and Jeff Green. Those two players look ready for the regular season today. Uh, I expected, frankly, uh, and this is no no knock on Evan, because I like Evan and I know he works hard and everything, I expected Evan to potentially take a step back this year, take a little bit of a hit this year. This year, um, while he's definitely a shooting guard, his best offense last year actually came while he was at small forward playing with Victor Oladipo, and I thought Oladipo would take a lot of the the driving burden, took a lot of the driving burden off Fournier, and really eased pressure off of Evan Fournier and made it easier for him to score. Evan has shown in the two preseason games I've watched, and certainly as well in that Memphis game, a ton of patience, a ton of drive. He, he he has the right attitude. He knows where he fits into the offense. And right now the offense is just coming his way and he's just picking apart defenses. I, I want, I want when you're watching Evan Fournier on on either Sunday or, or, or Friday, watch what he does when he comes off pick and rolls. He's never like full, like Victor Oladipo was always, Full steam ahead, you know, head down to the basket. Fournier comes off the pick and roll and probes a little bit. And he's always been this way. But he's really making good decisions right now. He's making he's making shots, which is really key, and making shots at an incredible rate. Um, he looked like he came into camp in shape. The Magic are trusting him to pretty much run their offense at this point uh, with, with Alfred Payton still working his way back in. Uh, and Fournier, just like, like he did last year, just fills in gaps, and he's really good at that and the magic are getting in the ball in areas where he can he can score and succeed and and I wasn't you know you know it's not that Evans changed so much as a player it's that the magic have really found a way to use him effectively and he's already producing so I think he can only stand to get better now I don't expect the field goal shooting I think he's shooting 54% he's got like a 78% effective field goal percentage through 3 games like 
his shooting's just been ridiculous to start the season. I don't think he'll be like that crazy efficient uh, when the chips start chips are down. But you know, I people ask me, you know, the, a big question going around right now is 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 can does this team have someone who can score twenty points per game? And a lot of people think that's Evan Fournier. I wasn't one of those. I'm beginning to come around that Evan Fournier might be able to to hit the twenty point per game mark and be the Magic's All Star representative if if it comes to that. He's looked really, really good. It's still early, so you don't want to jump to conclusions, but this feels like something that's going to stick. This is this is the Evan we know. He's already playing at a high level, and I think that can only increase as we get closer. Um, I've also been very surprised by Jeff Green. Um, maybe my expectations were incredibly low. Maybe this is just what Jeff Green does to people. Uh, he plays really well, makes you believe in him again, and, and the consistency is just never there with him. But... Uh, in, in the games that I've seen, Jeff Green uh, doesn't seem to do too much. Uh, he he knows when he needs to take on the burden and try and score. And, and right now, he's producing and he's scoring. And so, uh, you know, obviously, I think this, this comes down to, are you producing yet? Uh, but Green looks like he's very comfortable within the offense and with what the coaching staff is asking him to do. And he's converting and executing. Uh, and, and at this stage, that's that's a huge thing in, in saying whether they're a surprise or not. Um, you know, I, you know, maybe it'll be because of who I'm most disappointed by, and I don't think I have two people I'm most disappointed in quite yet. Um, I think it's just one at the moment, one guy, because it's still, again, we're at the third preseason game. It's still very, very, very early. I'm not. Tr- I don't want to draw conclusions because the preseason is not for conclusions. Uh, but. You know, I'm beginning to think, you know, maybe Jeff Green can really be the Magic's sixth man this year, and that's a role that fits him, where he's scoring 13, 14 points per night. You can see why he sometimes gets to 30. Um, his shooting looks a little bit better than, than I thought it would be, and so if he's making his, his three-pointers and making his shots, uh, he can be a very, very effective player as well. Uh, and so I'm I'm intrigued uh, with Jeff Green still. Um I, I I think he's in the right role. Um, again, a lot of people slam that signing one year, fifteen million dollars. That doesn't bother me as much. It's one year. You know, he's getting he's getting his opportunity here. Uh, you know, as, if he's coming off the bench, I think that's where he'll find the most success and where the Magic will get the most value from him. The player I'm most disappointed in, though, and I like I said, I don't have two because it's still so early. Aaron Gordon's played one game. He's got to get get his legs back under him. He definitely looks like he needs to pick up some conditioning. Uh, you know, Nikola Vucevic has struggled from the floor a little bit, but I'm not so concerned. I think he's trying to help other guys get in. He's getting good shot, good good looks in, in games right now, but he's just not hitting them. I think that will come. Uh, and, and in any ways, I've been really, really impressed with Nikola Vucevic's defense from what I saw on Wednesday. So I think he's taken some nice strides there. Uh, but the player I'm most disappointed in so far and, and actually beginning to get a little bit worried about uh, is Mario Hazonia. Um, Mario, I, I still believe in him, so I'm not giving up on him by any means, uh, but I am a little concerned because what Mario is supposed to do best in this league is shoot the basketball, and he's really struggling to do that right now, and it's not just a thing in Orlando. He struggled on the road trip in the first two preseason games as well. Um, his, he It's just not looking great for, for Mario. He still looks like he struggles when put under pressure as well, um, which isn't a good sign. And defensively, 
Defensively, Wednesday, he looked a little lost, to be perfectly honest. Um, he was struggling off the ball, struggling with some of the switches and coverages that the Magic were, were trying to do. Uh, and he's got to get up to speed on that uh, because he's not going to play if he can't play defense. Um, I think he'll have a longer leash. I think we'll be given more opportunity. Um, he, he's clearly got a green light to shoot. He's got the third most field goal attempts on the team through the first three preseason games. He's not afraid to let it fly. Uh, but he's got to be a little bit smarter with his shot selection. He's got to make his shots, you know, Maybe I shouldn't be so concerned with that, but he struggled a little bit last year too, so uh, I am. But the defense, I thought, took a step up in the Olympics. I thought he played okay defensively. Um, I thought that he uh, had good intention, that he played with effort. When he got beat, he caught up and used his athleticism to to, to get back into the play. Uh, But so far... Haven't been impressed with Mario's defense. I want to see that improve more than anything uh, uh, to get him off off this list uh, for now. But uh, you know, it, I'm not giving up on the kid. Obviously, I, I don't. I don't think it's time to do that. Uh, but we'll we'll see what uh, what ends up happening with with Mario uh, coming in. Uh, I'll be certainly watching him again on Friday and Sunday, uh, and as well uh, during the open practice on Saturday. Uh, our next question comes from at one sports is life. Uh, Ledweed dub asks, do you think there's consideration for green to be the starting three on opening night? And in light of what I just said, that Jeff green's been one of the most impressive players to me, uh, in, in the preseason games so far. Uh, this is a question I've actually gotten from a few people, but let me answer it very, very simply. Unequivocally. No, Aaron Gordon is starting at small forward on opening night, barring injury. Now, if we were in the regular season right now, I don't think Aaron Gordon would be playing. Because Aaron Gordon is clearly, he doesn't have his conditioning quite yet. He doesn't have uh, stamina. He he definitely looks a step slow. And so, I understand for those that watched Wednesday's game, yes, Jeff Green was much better. Uh, Aaron Gordon's just not quite game ready yet. And that's okay. It's the preseason. I think Gordon will progressively get better. Um, I think that he gives you a little bit more defensively. Offensively, uh, it's still going to be a little bit of a work in progress. Uh, I I don't think anyone's going to hide from that. Uh, He still needs to learn how to tighten his dribble up a little bit. He still needs to to, make jumpers. But he hasn't been able to show that quite yet because he's still working himself back in. um, He's still learning the reads that he needs to make. Uh, but Gordon is still the answer at that position. I, the Magic are committed to Aaron Gordon and the talent that he has and the work that he's put in uh, to, to take that step up and be the three. Um, as I've told people who are concerned Jeff Green's going to take minutes from Aaron Gordon, if that happens, that means Aaron Gordon isn't good enough. And we're not, we're just not in a position to make that statement quite yet. We're just not in a position to say... We're Aaron Gordon. The Aaron Gordon experiment is done. He's coming off the bench because that's what's best for the Magic. What's best for the Magic right now is for Aaron Gordon to start and for Aaron Gordon to be a key player for the team. And so, yes, Jeff Green looks better right now. Jeff Green may end up scoring as many points as Aaron Gordon does per game. Aaron Gordon's still the better option to start. And um, certainly for opening night, assuming Gordon continues to progress health-wise, even if he's healthy and still not quite um, as good as he's going to be, the Magic want Aaron Gordon out there. And Aaron Gordon's a better defender. Uh, I think he, he's, he'll end up being a better offensive player too. 
Uh, but Gordon is still their best bet uh, to, to win games and, and certainly, I think, their best bet um, for, for what they're trying to do with this team uh, as far as running their offense through him and through pick and, through pick and rolls and, and through some of that stuff. And it's going to take some time, but um, saying Jeff Green should start over him on opening night, I think that's a little preseason overreaction. I'm sorry to say that lead. Um, it, it's a little, little bit, or a little bit of an of an overreaction. Uh, but obviously, that'll be something to monitor. Um, if Aaron doesn't make progress, perhaps, perhaps we discuss that again. I don't think that would happen until the season. And if that does happen, um, that says more about where Aaron's at at this point in his career because it's it's his time to show something, and and he needs he needs to do that. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast today. Went a little bit longer today with the mini mailbag. Thank you all for your questions. The regular mailbag is still open. If you want to send me a question, do so on Twitter at omagicdaily. Uh, you can also send me a, send me a question via email uh, to omagicdaily at gmail.com. I appreciate all the comments on the podcast. It's been another great, great week of Locked On Magic. We're one week closer to the regular season. We got one more week of preseason games, and then things get real. Yeah, the season's that close. It's it's a week and a half away. Can you believe it? Happy Friday, everyone. I hope to see you all at the Amway Center on Friday for the Orlando Magic's game against the Indiana Pacers. If you can't make it, remember it's being broadcast on orlandomagic.com. Then Saturday, I hope to see you all at the Amway Center for the Orlando Magic's open practice. Uh, to get your tickets, go to orlandomagic.com slash open practice. You do need tickets. They are free, but you do need a ticket to get in. Should be fun to see the guys go up and down the floor in a practice setting. Obviously, a lot more fan-friendly to, to meet the team. And then, of course, Sunday, Dwight Howard's back at the Amway Center uh, as the Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks. So I'll see you guys then. If you can't get, get to the Amway Center that day, the game is on Fox Sports Florida. Uh, and then uh, from there, we'll head into the last week of the season. I'll be back Monday to recap the weekend's actions. Obviously, a lot going on. I'll recap that action as well, have, as have plenty more for you on Locked On Magic. Until then, though, I will check you guys out on Monday. Have a great weekend. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.